Dan Bongino. I have an obligation to come on the air with data and material and research. I can't just say, trade stinks. Thanks for tuning in. The Dan Bongino Show. Well, let's jump right in because we have no time for nonsense. Get ready to hear the truth about America. When I was a young man, I don't remember it being sexy to want to allow a nanny state to control my life. On a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Renegade Republic with Dan Bongino. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, man, hanging in there. Ready to go, Dan. Yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, listen, folks, when I say, you know me, I'm not into the hyperbole, but... And I don't want to call it a bombshell story because there's nothing in there, frankly, we didn't already know. But it really sums it up. Glenn Greenwald, who is not a conservative at all, Glenn Greenwald, who worked uh, with Snowden on the NSA case, he writes at a place called The Intercept, has a piece which is on my Facebook page this morning. If you want to read it, I'll also include it in the show notes. That is just devastating to the Democrats right now and the Trump Russia, which what have we called it from the beginning, Joe, the fairy tale yeah. folks. It was made up. I warned you on this show. What Joe, two months ago. Yep. And I've warned you every day since you are being lied to. It is a fairy tale. And the Greenwald piece is devastating, devastating came out this morning. It's on Drudge. It's all over the place. So I'm going to read you just a couple quick quotes from that. And you, you can't possibly leave this show still believing this myth. If you do, I mean, you really need to seek psychological help. You do. You you need or or psychiatric, whatever it is, you need to seek help because you're just you're just you're being lied to to your face and you're being a willing sucker. Aren't you embarrassed? It reminds me of that comic Sebastian Maniscalco aren't you embarrassed I mean really <laughs> falling apart pathetic okay today's show brought to you by our buddies at Freedom Fest hey are you going to this if not you need to it's July 19th to the 22nd obviously of this year July 19th to the 22nd at the Paris Resort in Las Vegas the most libertarian city in the U.S. this is like the premier conservatarian libertarian festival around you can't miss this i'm going to be there so if you want to say hello come on out don't miss it it's known as the world's largest gathering of free minds they bring together everyone who cares about liberty to spend the ultimate three days together learning sharing networking and more Networking's critical folks i learned that from the book the black swan right they have William Shatner's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Kennedy's going to be there. Deneen Borelli's going to be there. They have the LibX series, libertarianism to the extreme. No more gun control. Don't vote. It just encourages them. Yeah, these are real titles and stuff. Go out there. Listen to it, folks. Check it out. You may spur something in your mind. Celebrate the life and career of Steve Forbes at his 70th birthday. Major think tanks and freedom organizations are going to be there. Cato, Heritage, State Policy Network, the Atlas Society. They have an exhibit hall, a trade show for liberty, and an anthem film festival. Go today and register. Go to freedomfest.com. That's freedomfest.com. I'll be there. Use Here's the promo code. CRTV100. CRTV 100, you'll get $100 off, or you can call 855-850-3733. Freedom Fest, I'll be there. See you there. Okay, so Greenwald's piece in The Intercept, the, the story's collapsing, Joe, mm-hmm. and I've warned you over and over, folks, that I, I can't tell you, and nor would I try to influence your unnecessarily your political leanings. All I can influence is what I believe the truth is and get the truth out there. And I say influence the truth because the truth isn't out there right now. If you want to continue to vote Democrat and be a liberal, go right ahead. You listen to my show. I'm happy to have you. I'm happy to have a legitimate conversation with you. But I just want you to understand that you are going to be humiliated 
by this Trump Russia fairy tale. Now, Greenwald's piece. Let's get right to the nuggets here. And yeah. there are a lot of nuggets. When I tweeted it out this morning, matter of fact, an old friend of mine from Maryland, uh, this uh, woman, Deb Bowley, who's really nice. She was tweeting out excerpts from the piece. And, you know, usually you tweet out one or two. She tweeted out like 10 because there are so many gems in here. <laughs> Here's the first one. A committee source. Now, when I say committee, to be crystal clear and precise about what we're all talking about so we don't confuse the leftists listening. We're talking about the Senate and House intelligence committees that have access and the clearance to read the information on the Trump-Russia fairy tale. This is a Democrat committee source who wished to remain anonymous. This is a quote. I don't think the conclusions are going to meet people's expectations. Okay. All right. Mm. That's, uh, there's number one. Now, mm. that right away should be a sign that something was up. Greenwald goes on. Here's a quote from Mike Morell, who, in case you don't know who Mike Morell is, it's M-O-R-R-E-L-L. Mike Morell was the acting CIA director under Barack Obama. Mike Morell actively endorsed Hillary Clinton and trashed Trump, which is kind of unprecedented for a former intelligence guy, in an op-ed piece, basically saying he was an unwitting agent of the Russians. Hmm. Joe, let me just repeat this for the liberals here who may be a little slow on this. Yeah. This guy was the acting CIA director under Obama who endorsed Hillary. Here's a quote from him this weekend. That is, if you are a liberal, you're going to be crapping your pants after this. If you're reasonable, which unfortunately 90% of liberals aren't. <laughs> Here we go. Mike Morell. He, now, just let me set this up before I quote it. There, You know the line where there's smoke, there's fire? Yeah. He says, okay, well, people are looking for smoke. People are looking for fire. Here's the quote. There's no little campfire. There's no little candle. There's no spark. And there's a lot of people looking for it. Ladies and gentlemen, again, this guy was the acting CIA director. Now, Greenwald goes on. I'm not going to read that many more quotes because the piece goes on forever. But Greenwald talks about the DNI, former DNI Jim Clapper. Folks, DNI for the liberals in the audience stands for Director of National Intelligence. Doesn't stand for Do Not Intimidate. Director of National Intelligence, Jim Clapper. Have you seen any information on Trump-Russia collusion? No, he hasn't. Senator Dianne Feinstein, senior senator, Democrat. Again, for the liberals, Democrat. Democrat from California. Yes, I know I didn't break it down perfectly syllabically. That was intentional. We're all hooked on for phonics. The, for those who are hooked on phonics, works yes. for me. <laughs> you and Joe, I'll tell you, you're full of ringers these days. Joe's no ball prize. I think I I don't think I've ever gotten more emails on a comment, <laughs> including mine on the show. Diane Feinstein asked twice in two separate appearances on CNN with Wolf Blitzer. And I, I'll be honest, with you, I like Wolf. He's a nice guy. I'm not a huge fan of CNN these days, but Wolf's always been nice to me. Do you have any evidence of Russian collusion? Well, there's a lot of news stories, but there really <laughs> isn't any evidence. Guys, uh, you know, to the liberals out there, for the sake of the country, I mean, at one time we were a united America, and I gave kind of a passionate appeal on the Vin show on Friday night for, you know, about this story and just begging Trump to kind of go for it now because it's clear as day. And this is why I was, I, and when I say go for it, I say, you know what? Just do it. 
Everything conservatives have wanted to do for the last 50 years, school choice, balanced budgets, competitive international tax rates. Just go for it, Joe. What's what are you waiting for? What's the point? The liberals have shown you their collective asses right now. I couldn't say that on Levin show, but it's my podcast. I know it's a family show, but they have. Mm -hmm. They've showed you what they're about. You have their own people on the inside on record, Joe, saying Again, there's no campfire. There's no candle. There's no spark. You have nothing. And they don't care. They don't care because it's what I've warned you about on this show for the two years we've been doing it. And this audience, you've grown it with me. Liberalism is never about the truth. It is about advancing an agenda on how they control things. And that's it. Immigration has nothing to do with immigration for liberals. What? What do you mean? They love illegal immigrants. No, they don't. (laughs) They love votes. I explained this to you a long time ago. When Ted Cruz inserted a poison pill into an immigration document, into an immigration piece of legislation that said it was something to the effect of, and I don't want to pin it all on on Cruz. I think it was a good idea. He said, okay, tell you what, what if we considered amnesty, right? But no one could vote if they did that. In other words, you came here illegally, so you can stay, but you won't. The Democrats said no. (laughs) They shut it down, which should say to you that, again, you, Joe, tell me an issue. Mm. Tell me an issue, and I'll tell you how the Democrats don't care about the truth. They only care about power. They need votes for power. Illegal immigration helps them. If Mm -hmm. illegal immigrants can't vote, they don't care about illegal immigrants at all. Mm -hmm. Not one bit. They would throw you out tomorrow if you are uh, if you're listening to this and you came here illegally. They would throw you out tomorrow if if <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll here here's this is crazy. But Joe, play a game for me for a minute. Yeah. If they said tomorrow the republic, they would never do it. But if they put forth a piece of legislation tomorrow mm-hmm. that said everyone here illegally, we are going to send you back to your home country, wherever it may be, <laughs> El Salvador, Mexico, wherever it may be, and you can vote in the United States elections from Mexico as a favor for us to go back home and do it. The Democrats would, the Democrats right away would say, hell yeah, we'll take that. (laughs) That's right. But what do you mean? We're going to deport all these people. Folks, they don't care on taxes. My gosh, how many times I got a story today. I hope I get to, if not, I'll get to it tomorrow. A piece in Cato, Cato, which is just a magnificent website and uh, an organization and email list. Cato has a piece out about corporate tax, which I'll get to in a minute, showing the same thing I've been telling you. Liberals, we got to raise the corporate tax. We got to pay down debt. Fair share. Cato has a piece today using, Libs, get ready for this, numbers, data. Is that slow <laughs> enough for you? That should, it When you cut the tax rates, it doesn't matter. The businesses still pay an almost equivalent amount of taxes because they grow. Matter of fact, almost all the projections of lost money for corporate tax cuts are totally nonsensical. The numbers don't marry up, but folks, liberals don't care about the truth. They don't care about any of this. They are absolutely hellbent on advancing this Trump-Russia false narrative, despite the fact that their own people, all looking for it, begging for information, Joe, Digging through piles and piles of emails and phone transcripts and everything else cannot find a scintilla, a shred of evidence that any of this even happened. 
Mm-hmm. And these morons, morons will continue to tweet about it. It's 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 disappointing. It's at time depressing. But again, I'm trying to leave you all with an optimistic note before I kind of move on to another thing I want to cover today. Here's the optimistic note here. When this collapses on these idiots, oh, and it's going to. Because one thing you can't do is you can't fabricate evidence without being exposed. You can't. You can't create any more. And you may say, oh, I, I, listen, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, folks. I mean, I, I got a lot of emails about me, uh, you know, and uh, you know where I stand on the World Trade Center and Seth Rich. I'm not I just don't. I worked in the government with the highest clearance. I'm sorry. I just I've seen it from a different perspective. You have. I deeply respect your opinions. I deeply respect your emails. I read them. But you haven't been able to sway me one bit that what my view on this is right. I mean, I'm just basing it on what I know from being inside the government, what I've heard from people, and, and I think a pretty reasonable analysis. I don't even know where I was going with that. Do you remember what I was going with? I was saying know. something about conspiracies. Yeah, but this is this is a... You oh the evidence that's right yeah see I rarely forget where I'm going but that one is kind of passionate for me so I'm sorry you thanks Joe You're welcome. you can't fabricate an entire case against Trump on this mystic, mysterious you know Trump Russia fairy tale from nothing and I get it I, but at the point I'm trying to make some of you say oh you sure you can no folks trust me you can't. You can't fabricate a phone call using like a Trump impersonator to Putin and introduce it as evidence going, um, look, we have a phone call between a Trump impersonator and Putin saying, Vladimir, what do we need to do to screw over the United States and Mrs. Clinton and win this election? You can't do it. They would have audio experts debunk that thing tomorrow morning. <laughs> you can't fabricate an email from scratch. It leaves digital footprints. You can't put Trump's fingerprints on the Russian presidential palace. Folks, you can't fabricate a case. The Democrats are going to fall on their face with this. And here's the optimistic note. That's where I wanted to leave you with. Not that the media has any credibility left. They don't. They're a joke. It's a, they're a farce. I have zero respect for for the for the left wing media at all. I mean, I mean, it's literally zero. None. There is not. An, I I know these people. I've dealt with them. They are the worst of the worst. They are the dregs of society. If you only saw what I saw in the Secret Service with some of these people, you would be horrified at their lack of morals, their ethics. Their just, and by the way, most of them are just really sincerely not bright. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm not saying they're just really not bright at all. Like you would talk to them about stuff. I remember this foreign trip talking economics. I think we were over in Croatia and this media guy creeping in and we were talking about the debt load with a with a policy advisor mm. from the United States. I was having a conversation with him and I was an agent and listening to this media guy try to chime in would chime in with like third grade level understanding of economics. I was like, dude. The big boys are talking. Can you just go sit over there in your press bed and take pictures? It, I'm telling you, Joe, it was humiliating. When they fall on their face here, they're, the, the, the small shred of credibility they had left with a small shred of America, certainly not us, Joe, is going to be gone. It's gone. They have mm-hmm. nothing. History is going to humiliate the left on this case. Now, in a little bit of an additional expose here against the media, I want to tell you something quickly that uh, something that's sensitive to Joe and I, because we were dealing with it for a long time, just to show you how badly the media has floundered and 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 blown up this Trump investigation. I mean, blowing up like blowing up because it's not there. It doesn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. When Joe and I were doing this podcast during the presidential election, there were two stories that Joe knows about that were fed to me by 
They're not anonymous sources to me. Right. But they wish to remain anonymous. I, I, Joe, I know Joe's familiar with one. He may not be familiar with you. I, do, I don't rehearse the show with Joe beforehand because right. uh, I like a more candid I do reaction. remember one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know the one. That's the one you and I, which we, we thought was like, she did that to that to that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. They were two stories about Hillary Clinton fed to me by, again, not anonymous sources. I knew the names of the people. I knew who they were. And I'm telling you, and I'm staking my entire professional reputation on it with you. These stories and their sources were, again, beyond credible. They were firsthand witnesses from people who had high-level security clearances. And they were stories about Hillary Clinton. One specifically, and not the one Joe's thinking about, mm. that were absolutely devastating. Now, here's the problem. And number one, we never ran with the details of the story as we knew them because we we could not double and triple source it. And I don't want to mm-hmm. be embarrassed. I don't want to lose my credibility with you all. I, I get a lot of tweets about how people come here for their news every day. And I appreciate that. And I'm never going to forfeit that away in search of a few extra listens. It's not worth it to me. We gave you kind of an ab- a roundabout, although I absolutely knew this story to be true, but we couldn't double and triple check it. Why am I telling you this? Because I was working with a reporter from an outlet that's not a hack in the mainstream media. It's not a conservative outlet, but it's not a left-leaning outlet. I'm not going to say who because the person did not give me permission to share, and I would never do that to anyone. But I was working with a media person on two of these stories. And you know they refused to write the story, and I totally understood despite a lot of back and forth because one of the sources and one of them would not, for obvious reasons, disclose their name. And in the other case, we couldn't find the person involved in the case, although there were multiple witnesses that had happened. But we couldn't find the person to say it happened. Or I think she found the person and he didn't want to talk about it for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Now, folks, that should tell you something. These were anonymous sources, just like anonymous to them. Again, to me, I never gave up the names to the media person and never would. But these were beyond credible, unimpeachable sources. Firsthand People with resumes you wouldn't believe who said you will never believe what this the story about Mrs. Clinton. <laughs> and they never wrote the story. The stories would have been horrifying and would have really, I'm convinced, altered people's votes. And they never ran with the story. And I respected this media outlet for that because they said, you know what? We don't run with with, the, with stuff like that unless we can personally get from the source on the scene. And, and, and the reason I bring this up is you realize this, and to tie this back to Trump-Russia, this entire Trump-Russia fairy tale, the mm-hmm. conspiracy theory, it's entirely based on innuendo, anonymous sources from people who hate Trump, and a skewed reading of history in such a way that it, you make it painful to try and tie people together. The entire case. And yet the media has run with this story every single day, humiliating themselves. And that's why when you talk to your liberal friends, I want you to remember that story. And, they t- and you tell them how the media is biased and they're a bunch of hacks. And they don't tell oh, you know, Fox News and Breitbart, conservative mm-hmm. review. You guys are all idiots. You guys are all morons. Folks, it's the other way around. I'm telling you with per- firsthand experience as a candidate, a Secret Service agent in the bubble, and as a, I'm not a journalist, but as a guy who had two major scoops that were never run with and still haven't, I'm still holding them. If I turn up dead, Joe, remember? <laughs> just okay. kidding. Just kidding. Just someone, yeah. But it, it, probably only half kidding. <laughs> a two major, I'm telling you from someone on the inside, you have it all backwards. 
The mainstream left-wing media are fairy tale tellers. Teddy Ruxpin drop a quarter in the back and they'll tell you any BS story they want for clicks. Remember Glenn Kessler at the Washington Post, the fact checker saying they were cheering in the Washington Post newsroom as they broke their yeah. one-day click record. Good. Congratulations. You also broke your one-day credibility loss record. You have nothing. You have nothing. Meanwhile, it's the conservative, air quotes there, media are the ones that are actually doing real journalism. You guys should be embarrassed, really, in the left wing. I'm telling you, I lived it. I got a couple other here myths that they keep propagating. But uh, before I get to that, hey, have you signed up for CRTV yet? Hey, I really appreciate all the positive feedback on my pilot episodes of the Dan Bongino Show. Proud to say coming soon. We are working out the logistics now. It's a professional show, so we want to make sure we give you the highest quality content. We have all the best HD cameras. It's going to be commercial free. Now, it's not that you just get the Dan Bongino Show. And by the way, we're doing a lot of great. You are going to be unbelievably impressed. I'm I'm imploring you to please go sign up at CRTV.com. You'll get Mark Levin Show, Stephen Crowder Show. You'll never have to watch anything else again. Commercial free content. Watch it on your computer, your laptop. You can sling it to your TV. Watch it on your smartphone. You get Michelle Malkin's show. You get Steve Dace's show. You got my show coming up. All available for around eight bucks a month. That's nothing. Compare that to your capable. You're paying for all this crap like CNN and MSDNC. Who needs all that garbage? We're the place to go. CRTV. Here's the promo code. You'll get $10 off. Works out to be about eight bucks a month. It's Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, which is unsurprisingly my last name. CRTV.com, promo code Bongino. Please go sign up. Give us a look. You will be very impressed. I promise you. CRTV.com, Bongino. All right. Now, the media credibility, obviously, with conservatives already gone, but there is some portion, sadly, of mainstream America that still takes these people seriously. But I just want to show you again how they fabricate a narrative. Now, we've gone into in the past about the Clinton surplus and how that's, you know, again, I always get emails from the audience. All right, with the Clinton surplus. But it's important. I never talk about it because it's really not even that consequential anymore. I talk about the mythical Bill Clinton budget surplus because it it always, to me, is the template for how a completely false, easily debunked story becomes part of the mainstream media lexicon. It becomes fact just by repeating it over and over. That's the idea I spoke about on Friday's show at Levin. My friend Tim Daughtry calls, uh, you know, uh, always writes about what's called gaslighting, Joe. And gaslighting is this concept after the movie Gaslight, the Hitchcock movie, mm-hmm. where if you repeat a lie confidently over and over again and you isolate people from the truth, that lie becomes, in fact, the truth. And if you if you ever see the movie The Girl on the Train, the recent movie with that Emily lady, I forget her last name, mm. it's called The Girl on the Train, without giving away the plot, the, the, mo- I, the movie goes into this, how they repeat a lie so much that it becomes believed and the woman has a false sense of reality about what's going on. That's what's happening right now with Democrats with the Trump-Russia story. But moving on, there's another thing because the CBO score for Trump care is about to come out on Wednesday, Joe. This is going to be a big deal. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure you heard because Joe does the morning show at the CBM. I'm sure you heard the last CBO score for the last plan. And remember, they said this media line got parroted over and over again. Oh, my gosh. Twenty four million. We're going to lose coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course you heard. And Joe says yeah. it like that because, Joe, I mean, honest to God, Joe probably accepts it as fact, too. But Joe uh, being in the pro- it, yeah. Yeah, Joe being the producer of the show probably remembers the show we did where that's not what the CBO score said. Right. Folks, that's not what it said. You're being gaslit again. It's not. But people, I just, folks, I just heard it on a on another news network that's not liberal. And I was like, I can't believe we're repeating this. Hmm. That's not what the CBO report said. 
just to be crystal clear on this, just like the Trump Russia fairy tale that it, I don't know how many times this can be debunked. The CBO report on Trump, and I'm not a fan of this Trump care plan at all. Let me be clear on that. I'm not. That's not the point of the show today. The point of the show today is about false stories, narratives fed to you by the left advanced by the media that are categorically false and easily disproved that people still believe are the truth. Clinton surplus. Perfect. He never ran a surplus ever. The debt went up every year. Only idiots believe that. But if you say it, they'll expose you on the air an idiot, as an idiot or think they're, Oh my God. Look at Bongino. Believe he doesn't believe in a Clinton surplus. <laughs> then you show him the budget figures. You're like, how'd you run a surplus? If the debt went up every year, you just don't know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Whatever. Dope. <laughs> Whatever you say, daddy-o, you do your thing. Whatever. Um, there's 24 million losing coverage. That's not what the report said. The report said that when you wipe out the individual mandate, in other words, the government penalty right. for you not buying overpriced insurance, that's what the individual mandate under Obamacare was, folks. You have to pay a penalty to the IRS for, get a load of this, for choosing not to buy crappy overpriced insurance. So. Do I buy crappy overpriced insurance or do I pay the IRS? You you like that? Uh, who likes to? I, I don't I don't get it. Where is that like an example of effective policy? Buy this crappy overpriced health insurance or the government's going to steal more of your money. Okay, thank you. The beatings will continue until morale improves. What? what? The report said when you dump the individual mandate and you don't force people to pay the IRS for not buying crappy overpriced insurance, Joe. Mm-hmm. They won't buy crappy overpriced insurance. This was not, it said nothing about people losing coverage. It said people choosing coverage. It right. was t- those are two totally different storylines. Now, how a storyline that's the truth became an anti Trump care narrative is almost comical. In other words, do you realize what they're saying in that initial CBO report? And you'll still hear people parrot it right before this Wednesday CBO report again on Trump Care 2. You'll see it again, Joe. They'll say, oh, 24 million will lose. Lose or choose? Lose or just answer the question. Lose or choose not, not to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll choose not. So your idea is, oh, then we should find them and make them pay the IRS. That Nobody said that. Nobody said they will lose insurance. They just made it up. They made it up and it is still being parroted out there. It's just, it's pathetic. It really makes me sick. Hey, another false narrative I saw today uh, along my, uh, along the lines of the theme I've been repeating in the show. So there was a story I saw in the news today. And to be fair, there were some conservative leaning, or I should say rather fair outlets that reported this story too from another anonymous source. So, I mean, it's just incredible. The anonymous sources, how three days into the trip, the foreign trip that is, Trump mm-hmm. is really exhausted. Um, that's a, well, why would that be a story? Yeah. Well, it's a story only because the liberal media wants to paint Trump as a guy who's just not prepared and who's lazy and doesn't want to do what he said he was going to do, which is do this really, you know, vigorous, vibrant, robust foreign trip. They want to paint him as an oaf. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, we covered so this th- this morning. Yeah. Th- he's exhausted. He, exhausted. Folks, you know, I should have called in the CBM to debunk this. I have been there on the ground. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm not a braggart. Those of you know me, I, I don't get into that stuff. I was with the Secret Service for 12 years. I was a number one whip on the D. That doesn't mean anything to you, but 
I did a number of foreign lead advances where I coordinated soup to nuts the entire foreign trip. I did Indonesia. I did the Czech Republic. Matter of fact, I did Indonesia multiple times. And I did the trip to Afghanistan. I was also involved in multiple trips as a transportation advance and other things. I've been on foreign trips repeatedly. I'm just establishing a base level of bona fides. All right. I'm telling you with 100% certainty, again, this is a false narrative. Every president is exhausted on the trip. You know why? (laughs) Wait, wait, get ready for it, Joe. This is going to be groundbreaking to liberal knuckleheads who really are some of the dumbest clowns on the planet. There's a time change between here and the Middle East. (gasps) There is? They're not on Eastern time? Um, no, they're not. They are hours ahead of us, folks. Here's how time changes work. Let me explain this for the liberals because they're really dopey in their efforts. Trump's exhausted. He's dying. Oh, he's not going to make it. This old oaf. Look at him. He's so lazy. I've been there with Bush. I've been overseas with the first lady. I've been overseas with President Obama. They're all tired because when it's when it's three o'clock in the afternoon in Jerusalem, it's what, eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning here. I don't know the exact time change. And they probably haven't slept all night. Oh, my gosh. He's tired. This guy's clearly an oaf, Joe, mm-hmm. who has no business <laughs> being a president. Now, they're basing the story on the fact that Trump canceled an event he was doing and sent Ivanka in his place. Was he tired? I don't know. That's what the story's reporting. Is that a story? Only if you're a liberal buffoon looking to feed a story to the media, looking to lap it up, okay? Again, nothing against some of the outlets that publish this stuff because it's the anonymous source I fault. But folks, this happens all the time. When I was a transportation advance, let me explain to you how these things work. You run those motorcade routes overseas, gosh, Joe, 50, 60 times. Mm. You go through landmarks, safe houses. You want to know relocation spots. You have to know everywhere to go, but you have to run the motorcade routes for the president overseas in the specific order. Why? Well, folks, it should be pretty obvious. If you think about it from your perspective, the route for Joe to CBM, where he works, back to his house is pretty well known. Yeah. If you throw a route in between there or you cancel CBM, the roads totally change. Right, Mm -hmm. Joe? If I said, Joe, stop at Atlanta Bread Factory, which I think is closed right now, on Ritchie Highway in Severna Park, that completely changes the route. Joe now has to go down Ritchie Highway to a different entrance. It changes the route. Maybe he goes back. Maybe he's got to go do something on 50. The point is, Mm. when I was a TS guy, transportation guy, that was the worst thing that could ever happen because it screwed up everything. Once you insert one event, or cancel an event, it throws all of your routes off for very obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Folks, it happened all the time. The president would come out, Obama, President Bush, they were tired, they were exhausted. I remember on one trip, not going to say who, but one of them got sick. It happens all the time. Only with the Trump administration, because liberals hate him and they love false narratives, is it Trump is exhausted. This is, they're not going to report. You have no idea why he came. Maybe he was exhausted. The point is presidents are always exhausted. It's only a story because they want to shellac this guy. Every single trip, that trip to Indonesia, they, when I did that, they screwed up the whole thing. They were like, hey, we're going to skip this last stop at this place and we're going to go right to the airport. I'm like, dude, we have motorcade vehicles shutting down traffic from here to the spot. What do you want me to do? Move them? You're talking about... Hundreds of pop, pas, pom, it was pas, pom, press. That's the Indonesian secret service. Hmm. I'm like, you have hundreds of these guys. What do you want me to do? Pile them in a bus? Uh, yeah, that's what we want you to do. It happens all the time. I didn't see a story. Obama, exhausted. He's exhausted. He can't do it. <laughs> Frankly, folks, he probably was exhausted. 
But who knows? At the time, there was a volcano thing going on. It's a complicated story what happened in Indonesia. But we had to get them the heck out of there quick. So, But the point I'm trying to make to you is because you read something in the paper, it may not necessarily, and I made this point on Fox this week, it may not be a lie, Joe, mm-hmm. but it is a distortion of the truth yeah. in the advancement of an agenda that, believe me, is not yours and isn't Trump's. Instead of just being honest and writing, he may be exhausted, he may not, but these kinds of things happen all the time. There are always curveballs on presidential trips, which is an absolute fact. Not they ignore it. They just ignore it. Trump's exhausted. Basically, he's a big oaf. All right. I got, gosh, I got so much stuff to get to. Andy Kessler wrote a great piece today in the Wall Street Journal about the discipline of markets. Joe, Snapchat, yeah. you know, Snapchat yeah. being punished right now by the markets. It was a great piece because it really highlighted to me the difference between governments, how you can fail in government repeatedly every day and you still get to take taxpayer money. You <laughs> fail when you're a publicly traded company. That's it. You know, you get sick at, at a restaurant, the restaurant's wiped out. You know, retail gets wiped out. You see the Foot Locker lost, what, 17% of their value over the weekend. Right. And it's so I want to get to that a little bit. I have to get that tomorrow. And the story about with Cato, with the corporate tax thing is interesting. I know, I get it, sometimes economic stuff, but I've made the point to you over and over that tax cuts do not equal tax revenue losses. I've said that to you over and over. Just look at the data. There's a great, very short piece at Cato, and I'll kind of give you a quote from it tomorrow, showing how Britain... Cut their tax rate from 52% on the corporate side to 19%, Joe. Mm. And how much money do you think they lost? Mm. None. Zero. They didn't lose anything. Nothing. But don't let that get in the way of your stupid argument on the left. And I'll get to a story tomorrow, hopefully, too, about this Trump tax credit for school choice. A tax credit to give, Joe, wait for it. They want to give inner city kids and poor kids scholarships to go to schools. (gasps) Really? Oh, but the liberals are going wild already, and it's not even down on paper because, God forbid, you give kids a, uh, a scholarship to go to school and other evil rich people pay the bill. We can't have any of that. So I'll, I got to get to that tomorrow, too. But thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks for listening on Levin on Friday. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening and subscribing. I re- By the way, your subscriptions at iTunes really help us. So if you subscribe to the show, it gives us a big, huge bump. I think we were down as close to like 60 on out of, out of all the podcasts guess in the in the news and politics arena mm-hmm. so that's really impressive out of the hundreds of thousands of podcasts thanks for subscribing see you all soon. you just heard the dan bongino show get more of dan online anytime at conservativereview.com you can also get dan's podcasts on itunes or soundcloud and follow dan on twitter 24 7 at d bongino